Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today I have Dr. Peyton Busker with me. She's been on many an episode and she's back. She is a doctor of physical therapy. She is an instructor for Evlo. She works full time for Evlo. And today we're going to do something different that we've never done before, which is usually when we do these episodes, there's a lot of planning that goes into them. There's a lot of thought because we want to keep them concise and helpful and eliminate the fluff and just kind of tell you what you need to know. But today we were like, what if we just talked about this topic? Like we didn't prepare, we didn't talk to each other about it at all. We just talked about this topic because a lot of times we have these conversations off air. And we're like, dang, I wish that could be recorded or I wish I could repeat that again for the first time because it is just like really helpful and good. And we get a lot of ideas from each other all the time. So we wanted to just record one of our conversations talking about this topic that we see a lot, which is functional training. So do you want to say or kind of describe what functional training is? So should we start there? Yeah. So the idea behind functional training is that you are performing movements that are quote-unquote functional, that you perform in your day-to-day life. Um, things that fall under this category are you know, squat thrusters because it mimics you having to bend down to pick something up and then put it in a shelf overhead. Um, or a deadlift because same similar type of thing. You might be bending over and performing a deadlift motion where you're hinging the hips back and reaching down for something. And so the idea behind the functional fitness movement is that you it's they kind of base it off the use it or lose it principle um, of neuroplasticity of you have to train in those specific movement patterns in order to not lose them later in life. Um, but they're not just training. Oftentimes, they're not just training them with body weight or how you would maybe typically be doing it or with like fairly lightweight if you're lifting something up, like a box or whatever it is. Um, You're training it with heavy barbells or heavy load externally and kind of overloading it beyond what you would maybe necessarily, quote unquote, need in your day-to-day life. Um, So that's kind of a little overview of what functional fitness can look like. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think it's... It's definitely appealing. Like from the outside, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it makes so much sense. Like I want to do things that I'm gonna that are gonna mimic my everyday life movements so that I stay functional. But I think the issue with that is that it implies that other movements are not functional, mm-hmm. and that doing something that's like a bicep curl, which isn't shown, which isn't usually included in like quote unquote functional exercise right. methods is a not functional and not a waste of your time. And I think that's where my issue arises because anytime you elevate the function, size, strength of a muscle or tissue, it's going to elevate the function of your body as a whole. So Mm -hmm. if your elbow flexors, your biceps are stronger and more resilient, It's going to help the health of your elbow. It's going to help the health of your shoulder because the bicep crosses at the shoulder and the elbow. It's it's not it's going to have carryover that's functional in the rest of your life, even though that bicep curl you don't repeat that in your daily life in the same exact way. Yeah, that's a really great point because I think that's 
we, we've heard it, we've seen on social media or people have DM'd us or sent us emails like, hey, I'm really concerned or really interested in this whole functional fitness approach. Like, are we getting enough with Evlo from a functional fitness perspective? And one of my favorite ways that you've described it in the past is, well, it's not if you're, if based on your body proportions, you're wedging yourself into these quote unquote functional exercises and loading them heavily beyond what your body can handle and getting injured, that's not very functional. You're yeah. not going to then be able to perform the motion yes. that you're trying to quote unquote train for. Um, and I think there's a way to kind of get there's two two kind of facets of this. One, like you said, in terms of the motions themselves, a, a let's take a lunge, for example. It's still training a hinge movement pattern at your hip. So you can take these individual exercises that are maybe a little bit more targeted to, to less muscle groups at once with the idea of loading less muscle groups at once. And those movement patterns will translate to the overall movement pattern as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's, you don't have to do the exact same motion that you're seeing or that you're wanting to train in your life in order to continue and maintain that motion. You can have that, the different elements of that motion included in your training in these more targeted lifts. Yeah and work it in a similar way. Yeah. If that, if that That's makes sense. such a good point. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you're not, it's not like you're going to screw yourself over by never doing squats right. or never doing deadlifts. Right. Because if you're training your glutes, you're training a hip hinge. Mm-hmm. You're training that muscle around your hip to be more resilient to stress mm-hmm. so that when you do get to into a real life situation where you have to bend over and usually by the way these functional movements that you actually are doing in your life are never exactly what it looks like to lift up a barbell off the ground yeah. where you're in a super controlled environment you have time to get your feet set and have perfect form it's like in life you're like I'm in a hurry I gotta be like bend over and pick this up or like I'm moving this piece of furniture and it's awkward and I can't have like perfect deadlift form right so what you want in that situation is for your body to be stress resilient you want your joint to be stress resilient. And you can do that by training each muscle group individually. When you have stronger glutes and you have a healthier back because you're choosing exercises that fit your body really well and aren't wearing down your body, you're more likely to get into a situation in real life where you're a lot more resilient to stress. My husband and I were just talking about this moving because, um, he was, he had spent, he loves like squats and deadlifts and, um, he had always, he was an athlete. So he had always trained like that in high school and college and everything. And he had back injury after back injury after back injury. And he eventually started doing Evlo and, um, he, his back felt so much better. He didn't have any back injuries. And we moved across the country and he was like, this is the first time that like, I don't feel horrible after moving. Like my body feels completely fine. My back doesn't hurt. Like I don't, I didn't hurt myself. And I just like spent an entire day. He basically did all the moving by himself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kenneth. Yeah. Thank you, Kenneth. Um, and he's like, I basically spent the entire day moving boxes and I feel completely fine. And he's like, I think it's because I take care of myself and my workouts and I'm not wearing my, I'm not on the brink of like injury and like on a hairpin trigger at Mm -hmm. all times because my body feels really good. So to say that you have to do these certain movements in order for them to translate into functional activities, I think is just not true. And by the way, there's no evidence of that, that I could find. Right. I've actually seen studies that are the opposite. I'll see if I can find the study and link it. 
um, where people did machine exercises and then they did, um, I'm going to butcher the study. I apologize, but they, cause I didn't, I haven't looked at it in a while, but they did machine exercises and they did like squats and deadlifts and things. And they saw equal translation of functional mm-hmm. activities. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's more based on like the common sense rather than actual literature and right. actual translation into real life. Right. Cause as you mentioned in the beginning of this conversation, it, it does make sense. When you see it, you're like, oh, that that makes sense. This is what I should be doing. But when you break it all down and distill it into and looking at things a little bit more specifically and how the body works and how our joints function and how we maintain movement patterns in general, it just it isn't actually true. Right. And and that's not to say there are plenty of people, as we always like to give the caveat if you enjoy doing functional movements and enjoy doing more functional fitness and it feels really good for your body, that's amazing. This is more speaking to the idea of do you have to in order to maintain your function? And the answer is definitely no. The answer is no. And the answer is do what you enjoy and what you love. I think there's people, again, my husband is like, he doesn't – He at first he was like, I miss the squats and deadlifts. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, I feel so good. I do not miss it. <laughs> right. He's right. like, I get to golf and play basketball and that's what I care more about. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't miss it. But if you're like, I love to squat heavy and I love – it makes me feel strong and empowered, by all means, please do that. But if you hate the heavy squats and you hate the heavy overhead presses or they don't feel good on your body, then there are other ways for you to stay strong and functional. And maybe sometimes you can even see better results from dividing up your muscles and mm-hmm. working them in quote unquote a less traditionally functional way in a more targeted way like we do in Evlo. Yeah. And this is because we can talk about like the percentage of load because when you're doing right. something like a squat, it's your quads are getting a percentage of that load on from the barbell on your back and then your glutes are getting a percentage of that load. And then if we look at something that I do on Instagram a lot, which I'll compare to different exercises, um, if we look at like a squat versus a step up, the step up, the glutes are getting generally more load than the quads are. Mm-hmm. So you can hold a lot less weight since the lever, the moment arm to the glute is a lot longer, mm-hmm. less compression and force through the spine. So you can get actually more work to the glutes with less overall cost potentially to your spine from the barbell weighing you down. Um, so I think that's important to also think about is just because you're lifting more weight in like a compound functional movement doesn't necessarily mean that the magnification to each muscle is equal than if you're choosing an exercise that's more targeted using less weight. 100%. Something that came to mind when you were talking about Kenneth and what he likes to do from a sports perspective, I feel like, and this is not based on any research or anything, but maybe this movement started a little bit because of sports specific training. So, which is very different. So with, cause we get that question sometimes as well, when someone is an athlete, especially high level athlete, there will be things that they need to do that are outside of the normal scope of what you're doing in your day to day or in a typical workout that they may need to include to get good at a specific skill for their sport or to gain a specific strength in a specific movement pattern for their sport. But that's because, like I mentioned, it would be something that they aren't typically doing in day to day. Like you're not typically swinging your body around for a golf swing, uh, you know, in your day to day life. But with the separating that 
from the functional movement, we are still completing these movements in our everyday life. We're not, use it or lose it is a real thing, but you're not, if you're doing more specific training and your lifts or more targeted lifts, you're not then completely stopping functional movement outside of your workouts. You're still going through these movement patterns day to day. You're getting on and off of a chair. You're getting on and off of the ground for different things. You're bending over to pick something up. So I think maybe it started as like, oh, well, if we're if we know that sports-specific training is good for athletes, then maybe we need to have life-specific training yeah. for real life. But it's just not the same situation. It's not comparing apples to apples. It's not. It's not. Because with athletics, coordination is key. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, specific movement patterns. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you brought that up. I think if you if you are training for a sport, that's different. Totally different. I think one example that I see on social media a lot is the farmer's carry. Mm -hmm. And I'll see like, I do this and there'll be a farmer's carry is like when you have weights at dumbbells that you're holding at your side and you're walking and people will say like, I do this so that I can do this in my real life. And they're like holding grocery bags. And every time I like hold grocery bags, I like I, my husband and I joke, we're like functional fitness because we're like, because we're like, I'm fi- I'm fine holding these grocery bags. Never once has like holding really, and I'm the type of person that I'm like, I'm not going to leave a single grocery bag in this car. Like if, have them up if to your I, shoulders. I literally will have like lines up my shoulders because I'm like holding so many grocery bags. Never once has it been an issue. And in fact, it's less of an issue than maybe it was years ago when I was overtraining because my body was so broken down. And like, again, I was on that hairpin trigger. But mm-hmm. now that my body is stronger overall because I train the, each individual part and my joints feel really good, I can do those things like carry heavy grocery bags and it's not a single problem. Again, if you like the farmer's carries and you want to do them, I think that's great. But I think the idea that you have to do them in order to be good at a certain task is a misnomer. Absolutely. I remember you saying recently to, in in relation to your move, as well as just day-to-day life, that you've stopped having to think about everyday movements before you do them. Like with the groceries, for example, in the past, you had to like brace your body and think about picking up your groceries because of that hairpin trigger that you were on. And yes. I remember you saying recently that you're like, now I don't even think about it. I just grab them and Yes, we need to put thought into our movements when yeah. we're doing them. We're not saying just blindly move through life. But when you have that stress resilience in your joints and that decreased inflammation in your joints because you're not overtraining or creating unnecessary forces or torque through the joints in your training, you're able to kind of just move yeah. in your day-to-day exactly. life. Exactly. It's so true. I used to treat patients all the time who were doing the functional fitness stuff. Mm-hmm. And they would be, they would get injured doing the the smallest things. Mm-hmm. It's like they weren't even getting injured in the gym. They were getting injured in their life. Right. And it's like, wait a second, you're doing functional training so that you don't get injured in your life. And yet this is happening a lot. And again, I I'm not, I don't, I don't mean to pick on them or pick on a certain t- form of training. I think it's just that if it's not, if you're getting, if you notice that you're getting injured in your life all the time, and it's because you're forcing yourself to do these certain functional quote unquote movements, maybe it's time to try something else and see what happens. I mean, just see like, okay, if I do more quote unquote isolated lifts, but you're still training all your muscles, can you still see the same results as far as strength and muscle mass increases while also keeping your joints happy that translates into the rest of your life? So I think 
I think hopefully you all got from this episode that we're not trashing. I never want anyone to feel like what we do is better and what they Mm -mm. do. It's just like we get this question a lot and we want to address it and we want to address the concern that if you stop doing functional exercises, it doesn't mean you're not going to be functional in your life. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to sum it up and wrap it up. And our hope is to just shed light, always to shed light on evidence where there is evidence, evidence when there's not, uh, and then kind of giving our personal spin on it and what feels feels good for our bodies and what we hear from our members and how it's translating across for our members. We have m- members of all different ages, and we hear this a lot from even our older members too and how they're feeling more functional and better than ever. So just letting you know that there are other ways. There's not just one way if you are craving and looking for something different. Totally agree. Amazing. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Peyton, for coming. Thanks for having me. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.